the community around this is what really drives me. It's why I really am a consultant because I want to help other people and help people to succeed in what they're doing and moving through their stages of life. It's a part of what I like to do. I know I've been blessed with a lot of different knowledge points that others don't have. And if I can help others in the community have a better life and be able to move forward and and drop business down to other individuals, I want to do that. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with consultant Dave Salieris. In today's episode, you will learn how Dave discovered where his 31 years of experience as an accomplished corporate business leader would best serve his clients and himself. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Dave Salieris. As an accomplished corporate business leader, Dave made a career of turning around underperforming business sectors through thought leadership, innovation, and the use of best practices. Today, he uses his 31 years of experience to empower companies to build sellable value through a private consultancy. As a certified exit planning advisor and certified value builder, Dave works with clients to create ultimate freedom to own a valuable sellable business that's not dependent on the owner, which means you can scale, sell, pass down, or simply run as chairman without being involved day to day. Dave, welcome to the show. Hello, David. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Tell me a little bit about, about your 31-year career before you started your own business. I worked for uh, an excellent company, uh, a company by the name of Liebert slash Emerson Network Power. And I had a terrific career there, ended it as a corporate executive, really ran three different groups of product capabilities within that company. I was in sales for 10 years, regional sales manager, handled up to 33 offices at one time, and then moved into a software development organization and built that from the ground up. And then finished out my career there uh, being a leader, a vice president uh, in our services group and professional services, running all of our technical staff and our call center and really our software development in that area. And, and how did that whole career and what you focused on lead you to become a certified exit planning advisor and certified value builder? Uh, probably it's very not uh, too unique to some of your other guests, I would say, is that after a 31-year opportunity working at a company that I really loved, uh, I got thrown the curveball. Uh, this curveball was that we were acquired by a private equity company, and me, uh, along with a handful of other executives, got uh, on the outside looking in. So I had to say to myself, when life throws me the curveball, what do I do? Do I decide to swing or do I let that uh, pitch go right by me and hope that another pitch is going to come along? And uh, 
I had to decide that what I truly wanted to do. So I took a look in the mirror and started talking to myself. Do I want to go to another corporate cushy job and uh, have that security of that day-to-day paycheck type of scenario? Or do I want to take a risk and go on and do something on my own? I was 58. So you might say to yourself, did they age me out? Well, it's probably kind of a combination of age and economics from their viewpoint that the older individuals tend to be the higher paying and let's get rid of cost. So I think that's probably the combination of that that really knocked me out and uh, got me into where I am today. How did you find your niche? Interesting. Uh, So, you know, I think that you have to start asking yourself what you're good at. I wanted to go out and figure out how I might take on clients and find that ideal client and move forward with it. And really, there's there's kind of five things that I kind of went through and this journey to become a consultant. And, you know, the first one is this phrase that I kind of lived by throughout my entire life. And that is, the more you sweat in practice, the less you bleed in battle. It's not my phrase, but it's a really good one. And it's one where you got to put the effort in to make it work when you really come to that time frame when you need to put it into practice. And I'm not talking about just participating. I'm talking about really competing at it. Because the more you compete, the better you get when that time is, is really there. And so I had to figure out this journey and I decided that others have gone through this and I need to find a pathway to become a consultant that gave me the best opportunity for success. And that was to find a mentor coach that would help me become the consultant. And that's what I did. And uh, I've been a lifelong coach for the sports, uh, commissioner of youth lacrosse programs. I mentored more than 30 people throughout my career. So I decided to kind of eat my own dog food and find out somebody to do that for me. And I stumbled across an individual actually through a podcast. Her name uh, is Betsy Jordan. She was on uh, as a guest for a a podcast. And I just listened to her. I liked what she said and then actually reached out to her and started on this journey to transform myself from executive to being a consultant. And that was a journey. And within that journey, again, given your long career, there are probably multiple areas you could have focused on. Oh, yeah. Right. So why this particular exit planning and value value building focus? My career really had uh, two ends of a barbell, right? So I, I was highly in, into the executive group of a big corporation. So I really had the experience of running uh, all the different divisions and working with a lot of people in the corporate life. But I grew up around a small business. That My dad was an immigrant from Greece, went to OU, became an electrical engineer, ended up working at a company called Ranko, has more than 11 patents throughout his lifetime and started a business in the basement of our house. And it turned into a plastics injection company that still today run in, is run by my brother and still doing quite well. So I, I grew up around this small business sector. So as I was looking uh, outward and trying to figure out who I wanted to help, I quickly understood that I needed to reach back to where I came from, take my lessons of the executive and all the different corporate capabilities and boil them down into a practice that helps that two to $25 million guy and get him in a position that as they start to get to the point where they want to get out, that that exit planning process was going to be as smooth as they can go for them. Too many of those businesses from 
two million to twenty five million never spend time working on their business. They're busy making money in what they do. And then they really feel like they should be able to get a lot of money for it as they go out more than more than two or three X EBITDA when the reality is that they haven't prepared their business to really be in a position to sell well. And that's what I do. Got it. How did you figure out what business model would most suit your lifestyle? The business model was a journey that Betsy helped me do, my mentor coach on being a consultant. And that was really trying to focus in on that ideal client and how that practice of working with that ideal client would work for me. The reality is you got to really do things in a different level than you did as an executive. Being a consultant is way, way different. You realize that you are a one-man band or a small band of individuals, and I don't have access to all the people that I used to have. I don't have marketing staff. I don't have sales staff. I don't have IT staff. It's me and my multiple hats, right? So understanding that you have to do the, the all those things and do them well, specifically things like market and sell, you got to really accept that and move forward and trying to get new clients on onto that. It's much easier to market and sell with a client that you've done the due diligence on who that ideal client is. What's the demographics? How do they think? What are their hobbies? What are they doing on the outbound of their career once they do sell? Statistically, more than 70% of the people after they sell their business are unhappy within the year after selling their business because they haven't done one simple thing. And that's create a life plan after they leave their business. They haven't spent any time doing it. And if they don't, then they're unhappy because their whole life and uh, objective and how they look at themselves is tied up in their business. Dave, how long did it take you to go through the process of identifying your ideal client? It's kind of a funny story uh, in a way, because after I got teamed up with uh, my mentor, she had a bunch of material and videos and all these things to consume to work on the journey with her uh, to go through the, the transformation. She told me to go take a look at the material and then we would talk on that following week. And I absorbed it all within a week. I literally went through it all. And uh, as we started to talk, she started laughing at me going, you did what? And she started from that moment forward telling me things like, you need to go slow to go fast. And it was a wise type of discussion because I was an executive. We did things fast. We went, we saw the objective and we conquered. Well, being a consultant is a lot different. So you need to understand how to apply yourself in ways that are, you got to put yourself in that that client's shoes, in that ideal client's shoes. They got to know you. They got to like you. They got to trust you in order for you to be impactful in their, what they're doing in their business. And going slow to go fast was a very wise comment. Probably took me six months before I felt like I had the practice set up in the way I wanted it. And that's marketing materials. Uh, website, my back-end knowledge, how do I approach a client, how do I meet with a client, those types of things that I had to do. In fact, I had to learn how to write again. I wrote at a level that was probably PhD level rather than writing to consumable level, which is the normal everyday practice. It's just corporate life drove you to to write, do PowerPoints in particular high-level ways when you present to boards. Well, you're not presenting to a board uh, when you're doing things on a a 2 to $25 million client basis. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So during those six months, when you were basically doing all of your internal preparation, 
And given the fact that you have the, this corporate background where you were trained to go fast, how tempted were you to try and sell before you may have been, may have had all those ducks in a row internally? You can fall into the economic trap pretty fast where you're used to making that paycheck, but now all of a sudden, you know, there's a lull. You know, yeah, I got handed a severance package and all of that type of thing, but that's not feeding back into you at all. So you can get into that trap where I just got to make some money right away. And some people, it happens like that. And it's because of their contacts or, you know, they've walked away from the company and the company still needs that individual. So they contract with the former company. And so they're making a false revenue stream until that really falls out through the cracks. And then they have to say, you know, I got to start building my funnel. So it could be really something that you can get concerned about over the top that you don't stay the course to work and put into practice what you're creating because of the economic trap. And then you end up going out and getting a job somewhere in the interim and then ultimately don't come back to being a consultant. You have to have uh, the grit and the passion to want to keep pushing forward. Right. So were you really careful to wait until like you had all of your marketing materials and and the, the other things ready before you started trying to sell? I think that there is a portion of that that would be true. But I don't know that I ever feel like I have got it all figured out. I'm a guy that continually is moving forward. So I always know that I'm always in a continuous learning state. To an example of that, as a consultant today, I meet on a regular basis with groups of other consultants and we have roundtables on how to do things better. You know, what's worked for you? What's not worked for you? Can we partner up? Can we not? And it's always a continuous learning, you know. The single biggest thing that you got to always know is you got to be have that willingness to sell and market yourself. If you don't have that willingness or you don't like the word marketing or selling because you think selling is kind of the rude, dirty part of every kind of business, you got to get over it because those two things are probably 55 to 60 percent of what you do on a daily basis. And the rest of it is all putting into practice what you do, the fun part. You know, it's taping the taping all the parts of the house before you use the roller on the wall. You know, you got to put that effort in. Yeah. Um, can you describe a little bit about the process you go through with your ideal client? Sure. When I first meet a client, I happen to be uh, teamed up with a, an entity. As I became a, a certified exit planning advisor, I needed to have a practice implementation. I work with a company called Value Builder and team up with them and use their process to work customers through that. So you first meet clients and you want them to take kind of a basis assessment. And so the assessment is one of a couple different types of assessments. It's really a, something called like a freedom score. Where do you want to be before you can really exit your business? And then there's something called a pre-score, which evaluates where you are and where the company is from a value standpoint before you go into the process of selling. So the first thing that I do is work with my clients to take one of these three different assessments and then review that assessment with them really on a free basis. They take it, those assessments for free, and then I, I go back and discuss them. And really at that point, it's about a 90-minute session and they decide whether they want to move forward or not. If they decide they want to move forward, there's a much broader review uh, that is brought to bear 
those assessments get broadcast into really a 30, 35 page report where we go deep dive on what the results were out of those assessments. From there, then it's working on eight different factors that really propel value in a company. And we analyze each one of those factors and really take a look about what is the biggest gap for each individual company. And we attack it. We discuss it. We show it. We explain what these different areas are and then give them uh, time frame and review processes to move forward with it. They're really trying to change that outside in view. You know, the, what is it that a customer is buying? I'll give you the number one example of a business that is a cause for somebody to take pause if they're trying to buy you. If you're the owner of a company and you feel very good about how you've built it, you've established all the relationships and you come into a meeting and you tell me I'm the number one sales guy in our company. I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably the number one biggest issue of anybody buying you because they're not buying you, right? When they move forward, they're buying the company. So you need to figure out how you take yourself out of that and distribute those individual contacts to the rest of the sales force. Oh, it's so true. How long does it take to make some of these changes? You know, this is uh, the biggest phrase about doing exit planning is this is an event. It's a process. So you got to put your mindset into that. Some of the individuals think that they can just say, I want to sell, and they're going to sell within a week or a month. This is more like anywhere between, uh, say, 15 months and 18 months to really get to the right position to sell your business. And that's working on all those eight different factors that really propel value and changing them or augmenting them to be better. So you can move from a 2x to a 7x. And if you can get to a 7x EBITDA, EBITDA, you're doing really, really well. And through these processes, if you go all the way through it, that's been proven by by all the statistics that these businesses do actually very well at the end of this. Yeah, look, if you can do that in 15 to 18 months, that's a huge return on investment. Yeah, sure is. And they're much happier. (laughs) Well, of course they are. (laughs) A, they don't have to be as involved, and B, they're going to make more money. You know, and... The people that identify themselves as the, the business, you know, there's a way that you can do different types of selling. And so they can stay involved if they want to be involved as uh, that individual, the CEO that sits back or the, the, the board leader and lets everybody else take over the operations of the business. You can do that for a period of time and see that everything's flowing well and walk out of the business. I'm working with a client right now who has a big concern about his customers. He's so hesitant to sell and to move forward because he doesn't want to leave his customers at the lurch. And he thinks he's only the, the only person that can really help them. And so right there, it's, it's trying to convince that individual to change in order to, to him to move forward. He wants to find somebody that's a clone of himself. Good luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dave, I want to go back to something you said earlier about connecting with other consultants through roundtables and other frameworks. How do you find the right people to connect with to talk about your business? Well, we talked a little bit about the journey and and knowledge. Along the way, I'm always taking on more learning aspects, whether it's another certification or if it's uh, something to augment my business from the outside that I need to bolt on. So as I'm learning with that, there's a lot of group sessions that are where you're learning those experiences. And right away, I'm connecting with all of them in the chat boxes and saying, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn and so forth. And 
usually there's a handful out of a 20-man individual group. There's usually four or five that are always kind of in the mix. And you can quickly pick those out and you start to email those individuals and then they come back. And next thing I know, we're, we're talking and saying, let's get the three or four of us together. And we start working in that way. So again, it's a little bit of sales, let's say. It's, it's putting yourself out there and understanding that you can learn from others and hopefully have something to offer other people. You got to be willing to give to get. So there's little tools and, and things that I've developed that I share with those individuals uh, and they share back with me. Uh, so that's how you do that. And you continue to go. They may last for six to eight months. I've been on a couple that have lasted more than a couple of years uh, so that you develop those relationships and keep going forward. Dave, as a business owner, what does community mean to you? Community, uh, you know, I want to go back to mentoring, whether it's mentoring kids in lacrosse or people at work. And the community around this is what really drives me. It's why I really am a consultant, because I want to help other people and help people to succeed in what they're doing and moving through their stages of life. It's a part of what I like to do. I know I've been blessed with a lot of different knowledge points that others don't have. And if I can help others in the community have a better life and be able to move forward and and drop business down to other individuals, I want to do that. You know, society runs off of people making a living and doing things and being happy with all of that. Uh, and if we can contribute that way and can keep things going, I, w- I want to be a part of it. So that's, that's really part of my why. You know, if you look on my website, I have core values that are listed out there and it's really doing well through others uh, is one of the things that are listed there. And so it's a, it's a part of a, what my makeup is. So speaking of your website, we, we've covered a lot of territory today. If there's content that you have or uh, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed or get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to go to access your resources and or connect with you? I think two places are uh, easiest to do that. You can go to my website, which is sallyarisconsulting.com. It's in the process of being updated, by the way. So it should, it's going to be really gorgeous here in the next week or so. The second place is LinkedIn. If you can always reach me there and connect with me and talk about their uh, various things, I've posted a lot of different pieces of information on LinkedIn. So those old posts are there as well. Those are two, two places. Always email me at Dave at sallyearthconsulting.com. And that would be the, the three ways to really get a hold of me. Well, Dave, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Share a little bit about your journey, uh, your expertise, and your insights. My guest today has been Dave Salieris. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Thank you for having me. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. On today's episode with Dave Salieris, we learned how Dave discovered where his 31 years of experience as an accomplished corporate business leader would best serve his clients and himself. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. I'm David Schreiner-Kahn. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.